You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. <laughs> just wake up bro right. hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the sideline story rugby league podcast i am your host daniel tassoni and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio once again are my co-hosts nicholas guild and ryan clark how are we boys good how good's covid Woo! oh yeah well, I thought last week you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> you brought it up straight away today. Uh, let's not bring it up. Okay. Guilty? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm energised. I was telling Dan before uh, Clarkie jumped in is that uh, I woke up to a, uh, a fire alarm in my building. So I had to get up a, a lot earlier than everyone else. I was out there in my footy shorts with the other old ladies. Mm. They were looking at my legs. Whatever. <laughs> Not perving on you. Hey, and can you blame him, Guilty? Can you blame him? Mm. Yeah, you can't. They're only, they're only human, mate. Boys, I am triggered slash fired up. I will go into why very soon. Rugby League World Cup related. Very fucking triggered. But before we begin, just want to remind our followers that we are on Instagram and Facebook. <clears throat> so if they want to follow us, and I encourage them to, at the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast, that's the handle. And in our Instagram and Facebook pages is a link, a master link, which is also available in the timestamp description and the episodes. You can check out our sponsors, socials pages, as well as other ways to listen to our buttery voices on various podcast platforms because we have very buttery voices. But boys, today. With um with the Rusty Penny. Brewing Co. They're um, obviously like any small business. They're doing it a little bit tough at the moment. They are doing deliveries, so Ooh. jump on and if you live within a certain um, certain radius, it's deliveries free. But if you live outside that, you have to pay a little bit. But um, jump on board and get some delicious beers. Man, I'm missing the beers. Missing the beers with the boys. Tell you that. Definitely. Can't drink a beer virtually. It's unbelievable. Nope. Unbelievable. But everyone, looking ahead. Early in the show, we go around the grounds to give our wrap of the English Super League's round 15 games. Only three this week. Three got cancelled, so they decided to use a, do a catch-up round. Uh, a catch-up game, sorry. Um, it's just, you know, COVIDed over in England. In the middle of the show, we give our round 19 NRL recap with families of the NRL <clears throat> having their balcony doors taped up for breaching COVID in the NRL the, sorry, breaching COVID in Queensland. Uh, their regulations are a bit uh, 
getting a bit strict and they're kind of fed up with the NRL already. So we'll get into that. And the back end of the show will be our bunker review segment presented by our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss our sports stars overpaid, relocating NRL clubs and the run home to the NRL finals. But Clarky, Gildy, lads, am I allowed to go on a tirade here? Will you allow me to do it? Yeah, well, I think we both agree with you, actually. So go ahead. Thank you. Because you already know what's coming. But I'm, I need to vent my frustration uh, properly because we've had a week to, or a bit, bit under a week to gather the information of uh, what has transpired with the Rugby League World Cup at the end of the year. So last episode, I praised the gumption from the Rugby League World Cup organisers for the upcoming tournament to go ahead in October and November of 2021 as scheduled. I loved it. They, they, they kind of just, they came out and said, this is the pinnacle of the sport. Um, we, we make assurances for every nation that <clears throat> uh, you'll be safe financially and um, uh, mentally and your health as well. Everything's going to be sweet. Um, they made those reassurances that crises will, will be averted and that the tournament won't be affected, RE, because of COVID. Well, days after said announcement, Australia and New Zealand, so the Kangaroos and the Kiwis, officially withdrew from the Rugby League World Cup tournament. The statement that came out, cited player welfare and safety concerns as the main issue. So from the outset, let me say this. The reality of that bullshit statement is that the ARL commission based their decision on the 2022 NRL preseason being disrupted, ultimately putting club football over the Rugby League World Cup. They, them slating play safety as the main issue seems to be an afterthought. It's a smoke and mirrors bullshit excuse. Let's be honest. What makes it worse is Australia and New Zealand pulled out from the tournament without giving any notice, or actually, I take that back. They gave four minutes notice to the other competing nations and the International Rugby League board. All the real reasons compounded, along with the bullshit facade that COVID is an issue to me, says that the NRL don't give a fuck about growing rugby league outside of its strangleholds. And there aren't many of them, by the way, because we're not a worldwide sport. I've said this a billion times, and I, I believe you both agree with this as well. The NRL are the premier rugby competition in the world, rugby league and rugby union. I, I believe they have a duty of care to ensure the growth of the game because they are the premier comp. And for them to come out and not endorse the World Cup is a fucking disgrace. Australia and now New Zealand pulling out because that one was a bit left field after they had apparently um, uh, signed the participation agreement. For both of them to pull out is a fucking disgrace. Now, the overriding issue with this decision is they failed to see the ramifications that it would have on not just rugby league, which is a big deal, but the players itself, the, the, the rugby league players association and the international rugby league chairman in Troy Grant, both released statements outlining that 
the Kangaroos and Kiwis players were ignored and majority of them wanted to play. They also, they also further that saying that the RLP, uh, sorry, that the ARLC and the New Zealand Rugby League Board jumped the gun. They didn't notify them that this is going to happen. So what good comes out of this is that the Rugby League World Cup Association want to press ahead. The announcement's going to be made this week um, if they want to go ahead without Australia and New Zealand or postpone it for 2022. The RLPA and the International Rugby League Chairman and Troy Grant both said that we want the Tier 2 eligible nations, so dual eligible players that were going to play for Australia and New Zealand, if they're eligible for Samoa, Tonga, Italy, Wales, XYZ, then they want them to commit to them. So they want to press ahead without Australia and New Zealand. Something that I, that was something I wanted to clear up because we got a lot of messages on our socials asking um, if the NRL had just pulled out, but that's not the case. It's just Australian and Kiwi, the Australian and Kiwi nations. They're both out. Something that's not helping as well, boys, is the fact that NRL coaches and clubs are deterring their players or trying to deter their players from going to the World Cup. Panthers coach Ivan Cleary or Warriors coach Nathan Brown, they're two of the main culprits that are against the World Cup. Uh, Cleary in particular, he said, I don't want any of my Samoan contingent to go. I don't want any of my players to go. On the other hand, you've got uh, Rabbitohs coach Wayne Bennett um, promoting the, these players and, and encouraging his players to go to the World Cup. Like I said, a decision is going to be made this week, but boys, that's the start of my tirade. What do you think of the decision, firstly? First of all, it's easy for Wayne Bennett to say that because he's not an NRL coach for next year. Um. You know what I'd do if I was the rugby if I, if I was the if I was the boss of the World Cup because mm. I'm a real spiteful prick. Yep. There's, I think you were saying that there's rumours around the they're trying to make the two additional teams uh, an Australian Indigenous team and a New Zealand Maori team. No, you know, you know what I just heard that today. I really don't know. I, I did hear that. Yeah, I don't this, like this. This is what but... I do. I wouldn't do the New Zealand Maori team because if you do the New Zealand Maori team, you're taking a lot of the players away from playing for the other tier two nations. But yep. if I was if I was in charge, just change some rule in some bylaw somewhere, make an indigenous team, and that way all the indigenous boys get together, and that way it fucks the NRL because they still lose they still have all their superstars going over. Do you know what I mean? I would add the two teams that I would add, I'd sit down and work out the numbers and work out how do I get as many of the NRL players into this World Cup <laughs> just to spite the NRL. Yeah, That's what right. I'd do. That's a left field one. I don't, I don't mind it because when, when Tonga had their infighting uh, in 2019, they had a Tongan select 13 team go which was still tonga so if they were to do that with two extra teams as in like a maori or an indigenous side that's cool my my way 
of looking at it is you promote the next two nations that didn't qualify. One of those being the USA who have officially, um, sorry, publicly come out and said, we want to be a part of this World Cup. That's who I'd give it to as well. USA? Give it to them. Yeah, give it to them just purely purely for commercial reasons. Yep. And the fact that they're trying to they're trying to grow the game over there. So give yeah. them I, I, if I was in charge, I I'd, I'd be going the Yanks and an indigenous team. Cuz mate, that's who I'd go for. I'd go for they'd be my two teams that I'd be barracking for. <clears throat> before I ask Guilty, before I ask you, with this indigenous side Clarky, what's would would points go towards Australia because oh, I don't mate, I don't care about what's going on with the international points and who's who's the number one team. The World Cup's deciding who's the number one team in the world. Yeah, right. I don't care about any of that. Gildy, what do you think? Uh, the answer to that question is no. The point shouldn't go to Australia if they just said Indigenous. This is what I reckon. Um, the NRL are playing a pretty funny game because they just recently came out and said they made an error by not incorporating the players into the rule decisions with regards to the new rules that came out. Like with the head highs and that. They said that what they do is they make sure they wouldn't make that mistake again. Okay. And then they've gone ahead and made this decision without going to the players who I was watching. uh, I think it it might've been Freddie in the eighth. Uh, they were saying that most 75, oh, he didn't even give a percentage. He said most of the players he's spoken to said they want to go and play. 100%. So if the players want to play, like, look, I, I don't I don't totally understand the ins and outs of um, vaccination and that sort of thing. But as far as I'm aware, over in England, they get, like, they've just had Wimbledon. Yep. Uh, they've had, like, like you said, the soccer, like you said previously about they've had the soccer. Um, the Euro Cup. European yeah, um, man, why, why, why are Australia any different? Uh, I think James so. Graham, James Graham came out and said something along the lines of um, the reason the Australians and New Zealanders aren't going is for player welfare. However, uh, the rugby union team seem to be going over there. Yep, and correct. it doesn't seem to be an issue. So Both does of them that too. mean that the rug? Does that mean that the rugby union, um, rugby union governing body, don't care about their players? It's just it. it it, it, the facts are this, right? And I don't care what anyone says. The clubs and the competition don't want the players to go over because they don't want their product to be tarnished next year. That's 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 what they're thinking about. And if, you know 100%. what? If they were just honest and they came out and said that, you might go, oh, well, <clears throat> I can sort of see. Um, I really don't like the way uh, Ivan Cleary comes out and says things like he doesn't want his players going over because he's trying to influence Something that he shouldn't be he shouldn't be allowed to influence. Hundred percent. So so what happens is if a player goes, just say kick out, or is he Fijian? Yes, Fijian. Yeah. But just say he goes, I want to go and play, and there's a rumor at kick out wants to go and play for North Queensland either yep. next year or the year after, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go and play for Fiji. Does that mean that if he comes back, he's penalised some way by Cleary? Yeah, so I mean? that, that's the thing. Back? Like they're they're not allowed to. <clears throat> if you're fully fit. And you get selected for your nation, and you don't play, you get penalised. And you got these, you got these fucking NRL clubs going. Oh well, no, I don't want them playing. I don't want them to grow the game internationally. No. And the thing is, look, I kind of, I, I can understand their position to a degree. Like the, the NRL are paying them, 
the international game isn't paying them the way like they're paying them like the t- a tiny percentage of what their wage actually is from the NRL clubs. Yeah, but, but but what's changed? What's changed from all the other years where we've had World Cups or all the other years where we've sent... I mean, I know COVID's going on, but everyone else seems to be able to cope. How come Australia and New Zealand can't cope? Oh, look, COVID, saw... it's COVID, COVID is, I reckon, 10% of the reason why they pulled out. Yeah, it's it's selfish reasons. And that's, and that's what you said, boys, is that the clubs are trying to take a stranglehold over their players and not allowing them to go. They've all come out. When, when, the, when the Rugby League World Cup uh, statement came out that they're going ahead, coaches like Nathan Brown and Cleary and uh, Don Ferner for the, the CEO of the Raiders, they've all gone, well, why? Like, just postpone it. It's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll just postpone it and lose all our major partners, our TV okay, deal, that, that, our, our government our up. government sponsorship, X, Y, Z. Like, that's another thing that came up, Dan. So 25, like you've mentioned it before, 25 million, is it 25 million, the, the English 20, government? 25 million, million pounds? Pound, yeah. Right, the English government has given to this. You can't just go, oh, we'll postpone it because, you know, in England, this isn't the only thing England uh, have organised. Like they, they've got to organise their their calendar, sporting calendar for the That's world. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's right. That, and these um these stadiums that they've hired out and that you can't just go, oh, we'll we'll take them next year. They're booked next year. Mate, they've got they've got you know what I mean? You can't just go, oh Australia and New Zealand don't want to do it, so we're gonna stop everything. No. It's un- it's unbelievable. Mate, they, they they hired out and no other code, not even union, has played a game of like only soccer gets played at Arsenal's Emeralds Emirates Stadium. The Gunners, right? Only only football, aka soccer, is played there, and rugby league have a doubleheader for the semi-finals at the Emirates Stadium. They can't just be like, "Oh, we're going to do it next year." It's all good. Like, it's just a cop out. This COVID, this COVID blanket excuse is a cop out. So, this is what I'm thinking, boys. Ideally, right now, you might be like, "Oh." It's a bit weird, but ideally, I want Australia and New Zealand to backflip on this decision. I want them to concede that this was a silly, this is a silly like little victory they wanted to win and go, no, we don't want our NRL players to play. I want them to come out and say, you know what? It is the players want this. So we fucked up and we're we're recommitting. Because you know what? I think that's what the Rugby League World Cup organizers want too. But, but in saying that, I don't think anyone's ever gonna look back at Andrew Abdo or Valandis and go, Oh, what about when they did this? They've got to go. That, mm-hmm. I think they'll be commended. What do you mean? They'll be commended. They'll be. If, they'll, they'll say, "Yeah, okay." They've seen the error and they fixed the error. Oh, hundred percent. They're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna say, "Oh, yeah, sucked in your you dopes." But, Clarky, you said it. You said it to me the other day. You said, "I don't think Peter Vlandis is all that he's cracked up to be," and you said that after he's he's made this decision. Right, look, because we because we because we lord him, but bloody hell, mate! <laughs> like the, the, the last, this is, is this is this is one decision, Dan. What, 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 hey, Clarky, what, what made you say that? Oh, what the head high thing? That wasn't a. Yeah, I was about to. Man, that, that, that that non consultation with the players to do a head high crackdown for absolutely no reason to go to get through six weeks of football where there was so much infighting and so much negative talk in the media to just get back to six weeks later exactly where we were the week before Magic Round? I, I, I think I think personally, we've talked about this already, I think there are less head highs because of that. I, I don't have a drama with that personally. 
Anyway, boys, this is what I think. Look, I'd like, uh, although I can't see it happening, I'd like them to overturn their decision, but I can't see it happening. So, with or without the kangaroos and the kiwis, this tournament hey, goes just, ahead. Dan, 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 just before you go on, um, the one drama is that you know there's a risk that that they're worried about their product. Just say they get to next year. And the players association goes, okay, we wanted to go to the World Cup. You didn't let us. We're going to strike. Yeah. What product do they have then? Exactly. 100%. You know what I'll be, you know what I'll be more annoyed about than the NRL and the, the New Zealand Rugby League pulling out would be if the, inter, if the World Cup committee concede to the uh, to the ARLC and all that. That's gonna they be. Won't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. God, I hope they just stick strong, fuck them, and just they need power to. ahead. They need to because they with need an to indigenous, show. with an indigenous indigenous team just to stick Look, it to them. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't. What doesn't make any sense is like you you guys have both said before. Like Australia and New Zealand can't go and play. Yet all the Poms that play for play for Canberra, they're going back. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, so, 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 if there's some players playing, why can't they just let every player play? It doesn't make any sense. Mate, Wayne Bennett come out and he said, how is this fair on pl- my players? I.e., because I'll give you an example, George Burgess. He goes, he's postponed his wedding to go and play in the World Cup. He goes, and now you're going to, he goes, and then you're potentially ruining the World Cup going ahead in 2021. And how is that fair on him? Because that's just one example. Because he wants to go. He goes, he's put his wedding second to a, to a World Cup. And you know what? Cherry Evans come out. I know he's on the fence about it. He said, I understand I understand why they did it, but I want it to go. Be that as it may, he also highlighted the fact that a World Cup's every four years. Not everyone gets to play in a World Cup. It's an exciting tournament. But he, uh, Brad Fittler on um, Channel 9 the other day, uh, he goes, there was nothing better for him. And Andrew Johns agreed. He goes, then going away for five weeks with the boys uh, and representing your country. There's two things to that. One, you just, you're away with the boys. And the second thing is that you are putting on the green and gold jersey. That's how much they they held it up in that much of a high esteem, I guess. So but, I watched that as well. And he said that the big thing was that you got to know the Queensland guys. Oh, he, they're both New South Welshmen, obviously. They got, you got to know the Queensland guys you didn't know because you didn't play club football with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Man, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable country it's and unbelievable you know what, Look, you know what? And, and why not just give the players the option i.e uh daily cherry ever just say for instance james tedesco doesn't want to go just say for instance he doesn't want to go because yep. he wants to stay home with the family or he's had enough football or whatever he got a few injuries and he just wants to heal up you know yeah no dramas they just pick the next man up and then they, if that just say that next person should boy big right just say for instance Mm-hmm. And he goes, nah, my hammies are a bit sore. Yep. Next man up. Yep. It's you not as if Australia doesn't have a death. Yes. Yeah, it's right. Gutherson. Gutherson's going. 100%. You know what I mean? They could send a Australia seaside and still potentially win the, win the fucking tournament. They, they could. Like, you know what I mean? But look, with, with or without those two nations in Australia and, and New Zealand, the tournament should be going ahead in 2021. I'm with you, Clarky. I want them to, to stick it into the NRL and, and prove a point that they are running the international game as in the IRL are running the international game, not the NRL. I don't want them to pander to the NRL because they've done this. They need to get assurances from players 
from NRL players that they will play for tier two nations. It looks like they are. Clint Newton came out last night and said, I've spoken to my players. They're happy to represent tier two. I'll go through certain players that played origin that would have been playing for Australia, potentially where they can play now. But in regards to the two nations being out, that means that there's 14 of 16 nations that have committed. So there's two ways about this. You either promote two nations like we spoke about, I believe USA and either you said an indigenous side, Clarky. I think it should be either Spain, Serbia, South Africa, Canada, or Malta because they tried to qualify. It just helps grow the game there. But and they want to play because they want to. They want to play. But I also see the benefits in what Clarky said with an indigenous side. Um, the only reason why I don't like it is because um, it's like an Australia. It's not an Australian side, but it is. And then if points don't go to them, then it means nothing. Like they're not, they're not a nation. Man, you know what I mean? about the points? But they're not a nation. I, I, don't, I don't care about the points either, Dan. Look, Who cares? Look, with, with regards to the Indigenous side, it, it's, it's unfair to someone like, okay, you send an Indigenous side. Mm. It's unfair to the blokes who are just Australian who can't go. Yeah, that's, that's right. And that's also a good point. Um, look. If it's only 14 teams, say they don't pick two new teams, they're, 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 two, they're two less. I believe that whoever is in Australia and New Zealand's pool, they win via forfeit. And Australia and New Zealand come last in pool A and pool C, I think they're in, or pool B and pool C. That's one way of doing it. Or you promote two nations and you do a redraw and these are the games now. Um. They need to ensure the NRL players are committed. So players like Tedesco, he could play for Italy. You've got Jerome Luai, Brian To'o, Payne Haas, Junior Paulo, Josh Papali, Tino Fa'asu Malawi, Nelson Asofa Solomono. They can play for Samoa. You've got Mo Fodawaka, Dave Fafida, Felice Kafusi for Tonga, Valentine Holmes, Charles Nickel Klockstad, Jordan Rapana. Joseph Tarpanay, Joseph Manu, Francis Molo, they could play for Cook Islands. Wow. Tarek Sims, Daniel Saifidi. It, it does look a lot better. Um, Tarek Sims, Daniel Saifidi, Api Corris out of Fiji. Mitch Moses Jacob, to Lebanon. Ja- Jacob, Jacob Saifidi as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's just going through the New South Wales and Queensland teams that I and, and, and some Kiwi players as well. Yeah. Right, okay. um, Mitch Moses to Lebanon. Tyson Frizzell can play for Wales or Tonga. Mate. They would get, they would they would get such a leg up with those NRL players and the and the experience they've got. And hey, they would the just, English crowds want to see the NRL players. That's it, that's exactly right. You want to see the best players. They need yeah. to go, and I think they will go. I'm confident that the Rugby League World Cup organisers won't falter and pander to the NRL's inward here's decision. Here's, here's another risk, right? Just say, for instance. Those players all go. So just look at that Tongan team. How many mm. how many New South Wales and Queensland players are within it? And to our argument, Clarky, just say for instance, they go and they play for that side, that Tonga side, which is fine. They can do that. Mm. Um, and then in four years' time or whatever it is, Australia go, oh, we're going this year. Um, we're picking these players. And they say no. Nah. They might all say no. Yeah. Yeah. I was go last time. I was so actually. I was actually thinking that, and it's probably not because you didn't go last time. It's like I had so much fun with my Tongan boys. Yeah. 
that I don't want to play for Australia now. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You obviously have risk. no. You obviously have no passion, Australia. Yeah. Like the Australian Rugby League team. So why would I want to play for a team without any passion? I'll go play for the Tongan Rugby League team that has a lot more passion. Mm-hmm. Mate, this is. I'm, I'm, I'm and, then, rap- and then as a byproduct of that, because they're saying no to Australia, they don't get picked for Origin. So then Origin loses out. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Like, I've never liked Australia. And now this just, this just epitomizes my um, dislike for the kangaroos. I just think they're a bunch of wankers, and this this is this proves it to me. This is it. This is you the, know, you're not talking the about one. the team, Dan. You're talking about the organisers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Look, my favourite suggestion, and it's a it's a very harsh one, but this is my my suggestion. Um, I voiced it on uh, our social media, and it got a lot of likes and it got a lot of um, hate too. But this is my suggestion: Australia and New Zealand, so the kangaroos and kiwis for what they've done, if they follow through with um, pulling out of this World Cup, uh, they should be banned from the 2025 World Cup that's going to be held in France. Um, I believe they should be banned from that tournament to ensure the integrity of rugby league being upheld um, because they've, they've tarnished International Rugby League when, at a time when it was growing. Now it's gone back to square one. They've, they've, they've nearly done that. If the World Cup doesn't go ahead, they've they've achieved that. They've 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 wound the clock back to an amateur, an amateur looking international game. I'm going to reiterate: the International Rugby League run International Rugby League, the IRL run it, not the NRL. Troy Grant, boys, just to wrap up, he also said if New Zealand and Australia decide to have their own series at the end of this year he goes they will not they will not sanction it they will look to suing they'll look to be suing the arl and the nzrl because they're dogs basically and he goes and what, what, is that an option is is that something that's going to happen uh, potentially so people are suggesting i don't know if they're suggesting it but like the media and that are like well they're not going so they can just have their own like tri-series back in Australia, New Zealand, and if the New Zealand Rugby if, League owner or, or board chairman, whatever, he said, if there's a Trans Tasman bubble, we'll look at it. Right. Which is if if they do if they do that, I'm on board with your banning from them for the next World yeah. Cup, mate. Oh, if they do that, they are the biggest. This is legit. They are a bunch of fucking dogs. That is what that is. is. This, that is what this that is. is. The drama. With regards to banning them in 2025, it it what what it does is I agree. You, you know you've got to set some sort of precedent. I think Gary Schofield came out and said something along those lines as well. Yeah, he's so the pissed problem off. is the problem is right is that you you are doing the right thing, but you're also hurting the game for France. France yeah, want yeah. To be the best players as well. You're trying yeah. to grow the game in that country. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I totally understand. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it just is what it is. But, you know, I just hope that we, 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 we you know, why can't Australia just go, why can't the Australian players just go, nah, I'm going? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I hope they've got enough player power. Yeah, I hope they can just revolt and go, we're going. We want to go. Like, why have you done this to us? 
that would that that to me would give if the players of Australia did that the credibility of the Kangaroos and New Zealand uh, teams would go way up. I go, I go, Wayne, you're the coach. Fuck Mal, right? Yeah. Um, pick, pick your team. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you just go. He's not, he's not, he's not coaching next year, so he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Pick your team, and then he starts ringing players yeah. as if a player like I don't know. Damien Cook. Brian Toe, let's say. Brian yeah. Toe gets called up by Wayne Bennett. Yeah. We, we, we're going. You want to come? You reckon he's going to say no? No, he'll go. He'll get the boom box out. Yeah. <laughs> he's going. 100%. Boys, here's to the World Cup going ahead in 2021. Hopefully the announcement this week is positive. Um, and I don't care if it's with or without Australia New Zealand. So that's where that stands. All right, boys, let's go around the grounds with the sideline story, starting with the usual English Super League round 15 wrap-up. Let me just point something out. We just come off the uh, the Rugby League World Cup uh, talk. All stadiums in the UK are allowed to be at full capacity now. Did you know that? As of this yeah, week. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're 85% vaccinated. Aren't yeah. They? Something yeah. crazy. 80 plus. And in Australia, we're... we're, 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 we're Shortly going to be 20%. Yeah. It just makes it just makes the Rugby League World Cup discussion more baffling to me. It's like, oh, man, it's really unsafe. It's like, well, what? Like, oh, man, let's move on. I don't know. England are pushing through and, you know, by the time it gets to November or October, Australia might be at that point where they've got, you know, a high percentage of people vaccinated, including the players that would be going. But anyway, I'll move on. English Super League, round 15, game one, the 10th placed Huddersfield Giants defeated the fifth placed Hull FC club, 40 to 26. Whoa. Yeah, your team lost, Guilty. After four weeks um, off, like you had a month from not playing football, uh, you were pretty underdone. Uh, the Giants broke their six-game losing streak and they broke your Hull FC club's three-game win streak. Josh Reynolds didn't play. He's still got COVID, so he's in quarantine. Uh, for the Giants, Nathan Peets, who's on loan for the rest of the year from Lee Centurions, he's proven to be a handy pickup for him. So isn't it Lee, Dan? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> it's Lee. You're pronouncing it wrong, Nick. <laughs> yeah, right. So Huddersfield pick up their fourth season of the uh, fourth win of the season. So. That gets them to 10th. Game two, the seventh placed Leeds Rhinos defeat the ninth place Southford Red Devils 38 to 16. After back to back defeats to the current ladder leaders in Catalan's Dragons, Leeds Rhinos bounce back with a comfortable win over Southford. They just it was 26 nil at half time or 20 nil at half time and they just coasted. Game three, the fourth place Wigan Warriors defeat the 11th place Wakefield Trinity Wildcats 25 to 12. Wigan win again, but they they're struggling against the the lower sides, and they're not they're not icing them. They, you can call them the Parramatta Eels, Nick, if you will. Yeah. They're just the they just can't ice it against these teams. But they're playing Hastings at fullback, and I don't know, it's weird. Like Hastings isn't a fullback; he's he's a halfback. Strange. Uh, game four is a round thirteen catch up game. So the Catalans Dragons. And Hull Kingston Rovers were supposed to play other clubs, but they um, for uh, they postponed. So instead, they said, "Oh, can we play each other?" Um, the league allowed it. So 
The first place Catalan's Dragons defeated the sixth placed Hull Kingston Rovers 32 to 30. So it was a catch up game uh, that was played in France. So at the Stardew Gilbert Brutus Stadium. Uh, the Catalans Dragons came from behind yet again to win the match without James Maloney, and they've extended their win streak to 10 in a row. So, again, Hulkingston Rovers, that was their first match in a month. This means that the second place, St. Helens Saints, eighth place, Castleford Tigers, third place, Warrington Wolves, and the 12th place, Lace Centurions. Lace Centurions, fuck me dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't played for two to three weeks respectively. Some Super League signing news and rumours. Wigan have confirmed the signings of Cade Ellis and Patrick Mago from the NRL and Abbas Miski, who used to play for Manly. He's currently playing for the London Broncos. They've signed those three players for 2022. Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The Leeds uh, Rhinos confirm Aiden Caesar as their half for 2022. The Leeds fans don't seem too excited on the forums I've been reading. That's weird. I yeah. Cam- like Canberra would have even wanted him back. Yeah. I don't know. That's- Who's Caesar? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. You know what yeah. else that seems weird? Yeah, Kane Lynette. For the Hulk Kings of Rovers played in the front row in that yeah, game. Yeah, man. No, man. He's getting old. <laughs> he, mate, he must have put on some weight. Oh, mate, he's, uh, he's going he's to be a Scotland he, international in uh, the World Cup. He's going to be playing. He, he, was a big, he was a big center. He was a big oh, yeah. guy, even when yeah. he was playing for the Roosters as a young yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get belted. <laughs> he get belted against Tonga. And um, I think they got oh, – Scotland got – no, Scotland's got – um. Italy, Australia, and Fiji. So they'll get pumped against Fiji. Kane Lennart is your forward against... <laughs> they got Kane Evans, Kikau, bloody um, Saifidi boys. They're going to get... Far out. Kane Lennart, watch out, champ. <laughs> um, Ash Taylor is looking to the Super League for a club as the Raiders reportedly knocked back signing him for 300 grand. <sighs> that's, that's weird. I think he's better than anyone they've currently got. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? Like, because apparently Kyle Flanagan now from the Bulldogs, apparently he's been shopped around to the Super League as well because no one wants him, including the club he signed at. Trent Barrett shot, shot the rumours down, but where there's smoke, there's fire, boys. Going. Yeah. Trent Barrett shot the rumours down, yet hasn't picked him for the <laughs> sixth week in a row. You're going to have to do better than that, old T-Baz. Yeah. yeah, but in saying that, they're using Avarillo. But... Yeah. Um, look, man, I... I, I... Offer him two hundred fifty thousand. Mm. He says no to that. He doesn't want to, He doesn't really want to play in Australia anyway. Mm-hmm. He'd be good at Canberra. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He probably would. Probably would. Especially. Yeah. Like you said, offer him. Offer him two hundred, three hundred, and you know, three hundred. It's like they think three hundred's a lot. <laughs> Who cares? Like, just, he could be a reserve grade half. He'll be a good reserve grade half, wouldn't he? Mm. Well, there's that. There's that player at the. Uh, there's that. Is it Pierre Cura? At Broncos, who still hasn't played first grade, or has he played one game? Brendan Piacura, yeah. yeah. And he's he's on he's on three hundred fifty thousand, ah. or four hundred thousand. Yeah, that's the Broncos. Why not? Stupids. Yeah, <laughs> boys. Sideline stories round nineteen NRL recap tips for this week. Clarky's on one hundred two. I'm on one hundred one. Guilty's on ninety nine. We all got six. All picked the eels. Guilty. The eels are shit. 
Clarky, you picked the Dragons, and Gildy and I picked the Bulldogs, who are also equally as shit because they lost. It's not good. Yeah, the dragon, the dragons are dead to me. <laughs> They've just disappointed you. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks. They don't persist with them. They're poopy this year. It's done. It's finished. They're not. I, I can't believe they're eighth, by the way. Yeah, they're eighth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, boys, game one. The ninth placed Canberra Raiders defeat the fourth placed Parramatta Eels 12 10. Very close game. In what was arguably the game of the year, I thought it was up there. The Canberra Raiders win their third game in a row for the first time this year in controversial circumstances. And boy, oh boy, were they controversial. Um, the half time score was nil all. So that's the first time in two and a half years. Um, it looks like, you know, Canberra Raiders are back on track. They're back on track properly. They've, they've got a, um, a top four team as a trophy on the wall. You know, that's a head they've cut off to prove that they're back on track. Um, the resurgence is on guilty and to the detriment of the Eels. What did you think of the game? Oh, I thought it was a good game. Um, yeah, disappointed, obviously, that my team didn't win. But um, if I was a Canberra fan, I'd be stoked. Oh, look, we're talking about the resurgence of Canberra. They're still a half away. Mm. They still don't have a half. They're not going to beat. They're not going to beat Melbourne or Penrith. With they're, they're look, look, I, I, I've said before. I think the para four. I'm happy with the para forwards. And if you look at the the run meters that the Parramatta forwards did, like Campbell, Gillard, Paulo, and Papalihi, they they had they had massive games. And yeah. the, the Raiders the Raiders matched them because their forwards stepped up as well. Yeah. And at the start of the year, like I think I've, I've told you, blokes, I've been going back and listening to our earlier podcast just to to see, uh, you know, what what we are, uh, who we picked in that. We all picked Canberra as a top four side. Mm. Yeah, so you know, look, I, I think they they should be in the eight. Um, their forward pack's awesome. Um, I'll go as far to say that if they play like that. They they will be, they will be like well they'll be super competitive against South and Manly, mm. and Penrith I reckon without Cleary to be honest. Well, um, you got to think that, that that Raiders team that was without Jack White and no Elliot Whitehead like yeah no, no Mitchell Moses for Para though so yeah that's yeah. right and no Xavier Savage as well for for um. Canberra, but that's right. Um, in, in saying that, in saying that, we say no Xavier Savage. I don't think Xavier Savage would have been able to do what Jordan Rapana did. Oh, that's true. But you know what didn't help him as well? And I'm not trying to like talk up Canberra. They they did lose Josh Papali'i at halftime. Early. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because uh, he failed his HIA. But look, Mitchell Moses, Reed Marnie coming back is massive. He needs Mitchell Moses, just like Mitchell Moses needs Reed uh, Marnie. But they're the two players that are getting used forward, as well as Isaiah Papali'i. He's the buy of the year, hands down. No I, I, uh, I, I said well, to you guys on a private chat that I am not sold on Jacob Arthur. He's too slow. Yeah, nah. nah. He's too slow. His kicking game was okay. He did some good things. And I know he's young, but he's just not, he's not sharp enough. He, he doesn't – he's really long. Like, he gets the ball – on his right, and it take it just seems to take forever to get the ball out to the left. He, he's got to have a quicker passing game than what he's got, and he'll learn, I guess. But you know, um, I don't understand uh, Arthur's decision not to just say, "Okay, Moses isn't there, Dylan Brown, you take the reins." He didn't do that. He just mm. said, "Dylan Brown, 
you continue to play the way you're playing and Jacob Arthur, you take over for Moses. It, it, it doesn't work. If you look at the, some of the Parramatta forums, which I'm banned from, mind you, um, mate, why not, why not use Cartwright as a 5'8"? It's not mm. going to be long-term. Um, I think he's more, more dynamic than Jacob Arthur and you get Dylan Brown to, to handle the ball more and you want the ball more in your best player's hand. Anyway, that's my well, little rant on para. It's fair, but guilty. Controversial circumstances, like I said earlier, uh, right at the end, two two trials, one being a trial, one being a one being a, a try attempt, uh, both for Parramatta. So uh, the sec the last try of the game uh, was a was a bomb to the left corner. Uh, by all accounts, Dylan Brown was offside. The trial was given. He got involved in the play. The trial was given. Um, what do you think of that? Would you think it was a try? Or yeah. Do you think it was offside? Yeah, he was offside. He's obviously offside. And then the more controversial one that uh, everyone spoke about because it was at the death. Obviously, the game was 12-10, so this would have been, you know, the match winner. Uh, Eels go to the corner, and uh, it was Michael Sivo goes to the corner, and Rapana impedes his attempt at scoring the try. 50% or, you know, one half of, um, you know, the media say it was legal. The other half say, you know, his shoulder charge, he's led with the legs. It's an illegal play. Should have been a penalty try. Guilty. Mate. You're the ill supporter if, here. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think. I know we're trying to drum up a little bit of controversy here, but this is the fact. <laughs> when it happened, I was disappointed and angry. And when it's your own team, you always try and look for a way for it to be illegal, right? Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, you look at it, and I said to you guys already, if I was a Canberra fan, I'd be stoked. I, and, and there's nothing more that he could have done, Rapana. Michael Sivo, is, is he the biggest winger in the comp? Probably. I think he is. Yep. Right? How else do you stop him? You do anything you can. And you know what? Rapana had an absolute blinder. Like, initially, when we did the 3 2 ones, I was a little cranky, and I gave him <laughs> one point. But, mate, he, he in retrospect, like I said, he was fucking awesome. He had a great game. He should have... Uh, yeah, we we we've changed Credit it. Credit where it's due. Where it's due. Yeah. yeah. Now I think I think look the, the better t- I said this on the day the better team won. If Parramatta had pushed left early, they looked good when they started moving the ball left, like with thirty out. That's what I thought with twenty with with twenty minutes to go. I thought, oh, here we go. We're starting to move the ball. Mm. But you know, until they did that, you know, like I said, Jacob Arthur just takes too long to get the ball to the left. You know, kicking game was good. Did a few little uh, the extra things that are super fit. He's, he's super fit by all reports. Him and Gutherson are the, the, the two fittest at the club, all right? But, you know, talent, there's, a, there's a talent factor there that he doesn't have at, at this point. Well, boys, look, we, we all predicted that the game would be close, 1-12, to 12, except we said it would be in Paris' favour. Canberra won it. Um, yeah. Guilty, last thing uh, in relation to Parramatta. Their run home. Uh, to the finals isn't looking too bright. This week they've got the Roosters, followed by. I'm the not Rabbitohs. worried about the Roosters, man. I'm not worried about the Roosters. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But then following that, the Rabbitohs, Manly Seagulls, yeah. Cowboys. We, we, we don't Storm, go. We don't go Henry. good against. We don't go good against the Rabbitohs. We beat yeah. the Storm. People forget that. Yeah. Um, Manly Cowboys and, Penrith. Uh, depending on how Cleary comes back, yeah. I'm not really too worried about Penrith either. Really, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But 
the 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 Rabbitohs for me as a para fan, the Rabbitohs are the team that just we don't we don't seem to go good against. They just got our measure right now. Mate, the conf- the confidence is exuding, Gildy, after yeah. a loss. I like it. Well, it's only 12-10. We lost 12-10. We didn't yeah. have our, our origin. I like it. You're like, you're like, Manly, uh, Bruce's, no, Storm, Manly, 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 Storm, Manly. you're like, Storm, we're going, man. Nah, you know what? We go good against the Storm. Storm <laughs> just beat the Cowboys by six points. Oh, I, I use, like it. I like the confidence. You are a top six team, and in the last six games, you have the other five top six teams. I'll tell you what, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't go well, we don't deserve to be there. It's easy. Yeah, right. fair enough. Well, this will prove it because you're literally playing finals every week until finals. That's what. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. So anyway, and you know what? Gus Gould always says things like, "When teams destroy, constantly destroy teams moving into the finals, they don't seem to go as well when they get into the arm wrestle." It's true. Like honestly, if if we win three out of six, I'll be happy. Mm. And um, that I think that will put us probably behind Manly or probably behind the Roosters at that point, maybe six. And I know you need to be a top four to win, but look. Stranger things have happened. Right, to use three, a, three out of six, I'll be happy. To use a Joe Rogan adage, iron sharpens iron. That's what you're doing up until the finals. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Guilty. 3-2-1s. 3-2-1s. I just had it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Like I said, uh, Jordan Rapana had a, had a monster game. Is he, not, is he re-signed for next year? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if he is. Yeah, I think he did. I think you re-signed for one year. One year. Yeah. You must have hoping for those Firehawks. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Watch out the Firehawks. It's going to be Dolphins, um, bro. So the best – I said the the the, uh, the Power Fords went well, but the Canberra Fords matched them. And the best Canberra Ford this year, by, by, by a bit of a mile, I reckon, is Corey Horonara. Mm-hmm. And, um, mate, he had a blinder as well. He got two points. And uh, like you guys have already mentioned, Papali, he got one point. Like, if you just look at his um, run meters. He's a gun, man. Uh, tackle breaks. Yeah, he just – he's um, he's um, amazing. And he plays on the – yeah. Anyway, he got one point. Boys, game two, the fifth-place Sydney Roosters defeat the 11th-place Newcastle Knights 28-8. to eight. The Italian Stallion. James Tedesco led Sydney Roosters leave it relatively late to pile on the points against the Newcastle Knights. Boys, it looks like Teddy allowed his halves to control the game, unlike uh, Origin, and inject himself at the right times, I guess. But um, Not according to Cooper Cronk. Oh, man. Don't get me started with Cooper Cronk. In, in, in fact, I think there was only one player on the whole field. <laughs> Cooper Cronk uh, riding um, the, uh, the Roosters... Uh, you know, riding the roosters in general. So, um, look, that game was tight until the last what twenty minutes, yep. and then the roosters just went. That it was. They left it late, but they're not. They're not. They're not icing games either, are they? They're not doing it. They're not no. going to be. They're not going to be. I don't think they're going to be a threat. Everyone keeps bringing it back to how many injuries they've got. You know, they've got. You know, five, six players that are out of their top. You know, they're they they they're top they're starting thirteen, mate. Other clubs are the same. It's like, well, we've got to feel yeah, sorry for the Roosters. The like, I don't know. Like, well, I, talk, I was oh. going to say they talk about Jake Friend retiring. Okay, they've got Verrills who played in a grand final, who won a grand final. Verrills is good. Mm-hmm. They've got Boyd Corden has gone. Yep, Australian captain. However, um, Crichton is arguably the second row in the comp. 
And then I think you got Tupanua there as well. And then look, the <sighs> biggest drama they've got is the halves. They're the one. That's where they've. That's where they've fallen short. They don't have quality yeah. rep halves. And unfortunately for the Roosters and all the fans that listen to this aren't going to like it, you can't have a completely rep – you can't have a complete rep side, unfortunately. And this is, you know. Well, if Kiri, if Kiri, I've, I've spoken about this before. If Kiri's not injured, they're, they're right in the conversation top three. That, that, yeah. that, that's what I honestly believe. But he is injured, and that's just the way it goes. Yep. It's unfortunate. But yep. you're right. It's the way it goes. But, yeah, that's – there's not much in this game. Um, the Knights tried um, and failed. Uh, you know, still got their their injury woes as well. Um, Ponga coming they're back. Com- they're a completely different team with that Mitchell Pierce. Like it's in a weird. It's scary. It's scary how. But and like, <clears throat> you know what's bizarre is that they keep wanting to shop him around, and every club's after Mitchell Pierce. It's like they need to keep him because yeah, you realize not that if if you sell him. You don't have him, and then you lose every game because that's yeah. what's happening at the moment. Yeah. He must be a massive fuckwit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, well, what else? What other reasons are there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're he's injured. He's injured a lot. I don't know. Bulldogs, the Tigers. Yeah, he is. But mate, when he comes on, like, how good? How much better is um, what's the other half that came down from uh, North Queensland? Oh, Clifford. Jake Clifford plays out of his skin when Mitchell Pierce is on the field. When when Mitchell Pierce isn't there, he gets hooked. Jake Clifford put, putting on putting up bombs that don't reach the like, and he's a big boot and he's putting yeah. up bombs that only get to the fifty. Yeah, yeah mate. Like, he didn't have a good game, did he? Got hooked, old Cliffy boy. Did he get hooked or Phoenix Crossland got hooked? Did Clifford oh. get hooked as well? I'm pretty sure Clifford got hooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. There's not much to say about this one, boys. Look, the Roosters just need to plot, plot along. Um, they've got the Eels this week, so you could be right, Gildy. Um, hopefully, Mitch Moses is back. He's out indefinitely, but who knows. But we will move it on uh, to the 3 2 for this one. Okay, Tedesco, three, even though... Um, Cooper Cronk. Look, he was the best player in the field, yes. But uh, in the media, they've made out he was the best player of the round. Definitely wasn't the best player of the round. No. no. Uh, he gets three. Crichton gets two. Like I said, he's probably the best. If he's not the best forward, he's the best second rower in the comp. Yep. And um, Daniel Tupu had a massive game, just 23 hit-ups or something like that from the wing. People forget about him. You know, he, he's probably the third best winger for New South Wales. He'll be turning out for, um, turning out for Tonga at the end of the year too. So he'll kill it for them. Yeah. When the Rugby League World Cup goes ahead, Game Three, boys, the first place Melbourne Storm defeat the thirteenth place North Queensland Cowboys twenty to sixteen. A very close matchup against a, a Storm side without Munster, Finucane, Grant, and Kafusi. I thought the game was quality. A lot, a lot of, a lot of um, disallowed tries um, in the first half, but mate, the Cowboys kept in the game, despite the fact that they're 13th. Um, no homes either. They mate, they played well. This is a good game. You know what, Clark? I was listening to last week's episode today. I re-listened to it. And, mate, you you said it was going to be 50-plus to the storm. Um, the game was going to be shit. You're not going to watch it. And I, I agreed. I said, I don't like watching teams that built teams and teams that get belted by teams. And this was going to be that game. But Gildy and I said it was going to be 40 put on the Cowboys, we were all wrong. And it's good to see that the games are, the games are closer. And we will get into that as well in our bunker review. I wasn't games. wrong about one thing, though. What? I didn't watch it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a good game. That's the thing. It was a good game. You know what? Yeah. If Drinkwater doesn't do the double movement, yeah, it, mate, it could it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, mate. Cowboys have lost six in a row now. You wouldn't have uh, ex- suspected that if you just watched them against Melbourne, but they're on a six-game losing streak. Melbourne, conversely, have won their 15th in a row. The question I've got, boys, is will they break the record for most consecutive wins in the NRL? So for the NRL, it's the Bulldogs more, and right? Panthers. What is it? It's four more wins. They've got to make four more wins. Well, for the NRL, it's only three more wins. So the Bulldogs in 2002 and the Panthers in 2020 got 17 in a row. Um, and 19. So for Australian Rugby League, the Roosters in 75 got 19 yeah. wins in a row. Yeah. So, so they've got to win four to, to draw, right? Yeah, to draw. So this is their run uh, home. This is their run home. Yeah, you ready? Listen, listen. Just before you go on. Yeah, they're going to win two more and then they're going to get stopped in the third in the third game, I think. You reckon? <laughs> is that against yeah. Para? Well, no. It para, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it? Para is the fifth game. Oh, there you go. There you go. You ready? So they're on 15. You know they probably will make it then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. They're on 15 at the moment. They've yeah. got to beat Panthers. What do you that's, that's this week. Massive game. Okay. No Cleary, mate. They're going to beat them. If it's no Cleary, Storm are going to win. And not only that, people, you forget, you didn't mention, mate, that all those players the Storm had out. Yeah, that's right. They did. So, you know. The rest of the whole heap of players. So. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, so they beat Panthers at 16. Manly. Big game. Massive game. That's the game where they can equalize most consecutive. I hope Manly beat them. Massive. Then they've got the Raiders. They'd be on a, they could be, a, you know, they're good against the Storm, firstly. And yep. they're the they're the type of side to piss them off and beat them. And if they're hitting yep. the trajectory they are, mate, that's another hard game. Back them up, Derby. Yep. And then uh, they've got Titans. I don't think they're going to do anything. Then they've got Parramatta. Arguably, they're going to beat them. <laughs> like according hey, we to... beat we beat them. We beat the Storm. We beat yeah, the Storm. Oh, relax. <laughs> Settle down. No one gives us credit. <laughs> no one gives us credit. <laughs> Hey, you can beat him. I'm not saying you're going to lose. I'm just saying. Yeah. Parramatta, Storm. Storm probably win. And then Sharks. <laughs> They're not going to beat them. The Sharks aren't going to beat them. So we'll see. Yeah. What do you reckon? Are they going to... Can they beat 17 in a row? Or can they yes. equal yeah, they, they, they can do it. They definitely it, can. They definitely Whether can. they do it. Manly's a big test, I reckon. Mate, can that's going to be a cracking game. Can they beat the record of 19 in a row? No, because um, they're playing Parra and Parra are going to beat it. No, Haven't you been party. listening? Haven't you been listening? Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Jesus. Anyway, boys, uh, guilty three two ones for that game. Uh, Brandon Smith, blinder, three points. Justin Olin, best center in the world, another <laughs> blinder, two point with a disallowed foul try. I was running over the top of everyone, and um, Murray Tulangi was playing center on the left side, and in the first half. Absolutely had a blinder. They just kept feeding him the ball and he just kept poking his nose through. Really good centre. And I don't think he's re-signed for next year at the Cowboys. I don't know Ooh, why. Bulldogs should get him. Uh, well, they can't get everyone, Dan. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Game four. Clark, you like this one. The third place South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the 14th place New Zealand Warriors 60-22. to 22. Boys, no grand final for the Warriors. They've conceded 50-plus points. 
They were going to make it. They were going to win it. But now they can't. They've conceded 50. It's done. But in this game, Clarkie, uh, you, you started with a shonky uh, out the back, like backdoor pass, went straight to DWZ. He scores a try. And then six tries in 23 minutes to the Rabbitohs. So kind of iced it for him. And then the Warriors just went, oh, whoops. We're not supposed to be winning this one. So they'll never in it. And it was pretty much the only proper blowout this week. That wasn't, oh. it wasn't, it wasn't competitive at all. Mate, Dan, I watched that game. I'm sure obviously Clarky watched this one. Mm. Mate, they could have won by 80. Yeah. They made errors. They yeah. were making errors all over the shop. And they still won, they still won by 60. They still won by 60. <laughs> That's crazy. Tom, eh? Tom, Tom Burr just scored a double in. Ten minutes in the first runs, seventeen minutes. His runs were good. One of the whole one of the first try that was just out of the ruck and it was just a you know, a shoulder pass to the right. Mm. Mate, the hole was gigantic on the line. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Piss poor defense from the Warriors. Oh, yeah. they didn't want to be there. They didn't right. want to be there, and they had a bad game. Mate, everyone like everyone like Reese Walsh had a shocker. Like, how bad was kicks? Oh, it's like. There's not really much to say about this game. Mate, it's Jaden Silver's best game in a red and green jersey. Yep. Um, like by a country mile. Like I, I often say on the podcast that the bloke doesn't, bloke never makes a line break. Well, he made up for it on the weekend. He ran for 200. Yeah, mate, absolutely killed it. He looked like I don't a. I think he's ever run for 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He's a defensive center. No one scores tries down his edge. Like he's just an absolute lock. In that down his edge and just he killed it, kill him a tonguey, just run right. It was like a bloody sixteen year old playing against little boys. And um, did you see? Did you see Matt Lodge name in the guts? No, I must have missed that. Missed, missed it. Yeah. What happens is he's on his back during a tackle. It's like his twenty fourth hit up or something. <laughs> And Matt Lodge drops his drops his knee right into his gut. It got called up. It was a penalty. They've, they haven't said anything about it. Like it's just a dog dog act by Matt Lodge. But listen, the, the two the two edge back rowers, Kilimatangi twenty one hit ups, two hundred and thirty four meters. Jaden Silver nineteen hit ups, two hundred and twenty two meters. Like twenty six and twenty six and twenty three tackles, three tries between them, like. Yeah. Kilimatangi almost scored another one. Yeah, that it was just yeah. Not often do you see dominant back rowers on either side do that kind of thing. But yeah, it was good. It was fun to watch. Obviously, I'd I'd also say that the reason they were at their best was because Cook had his best game of the season. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. He, he distributed perfectly. Yeah, it was almost like, like obviously Reynolds and Cody Walker still had good games. You win sixty nil, your halves are always going to have good games. But yeah. it's almost like they just sat back and let Cookie just control everything from dummy half. It was yeah, mate. I feel like Cookie hits a trajectory. He hits his form at the best times every year, and that's the run into the finals and the finals. It's mm. the, it's, it's the best time to hit hit your peak, and he does it. Every year at the moment, you're like, he's, what, it's, it's been three years in a row you've made the pre- prelims. Is that right, Clarky? Yeah, three years in a row. And that's that's attributed to his form as well. I know it's I know yeah. it's a team thing, but he's crucial in that form that the Rabbitohs hit. But anyway, Clarky, um, you've got, you got, you got, you got Nichols who's playing out of his skin. Yeah. And he'd be yeah. on 130,000 a year. Yeah. 
And yeah. I said something about he scored three, he scored two tries this year and one last year, but prior to that, he hadn't scored for like five years. You know, <laughs> pretty pretty crazy, eh? Hey? Um, yeah. Clarky, your um your South Sydney clubs made it eleven from eleven against teams outside the eight. They're seven wins in a row now. Conversely, the Warriors have lost seven in a row. So their um their finals contention um uh, is done. The um the other thing I wanted to point out, there's two things. Um Clarky, your your hubby, Cameron Murray, likely mm-hmm. to be suspended next week. Um, is he yeah. okay? Have you did you, did you have a chat with him or is he all good? <laughs> no, I think I think he is out. I think he's taking the early guilty play. Oh, that's all right. You, when when did yeah. you get when did you get the info? Like when, when he came <laughs> when he came past or <laughs> when, um, when when Clarky was looking up at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, boys, uh, something I wanted to to point out as well, red off red hot off the press. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, boys. Um rugby league, one of rugby league's best half, oh sorry, one of rugby league's best fullbacks in Roger Tuovasashek has been granted an early release from the Warriors to return to New Zealand as of next week. Or sorry, as of this week. So what's happened is New Zealand's closed the trans-Tasman bubble and they said we're giving Kiwis in Australia seven days to come back. And he's injured. The Warriors aren't going to make the finals. He's rugby union bound, playing for the Auckland Blues, just a reminder. Uh, the Warriors granted him an early release on compassionate grounds as well. The Warriors aren't playing in New Zealand this year like they were supposed to in round 22. So they said, look, we don't want you to stay stick with us for the duration of the season, and then you're going to have to quarantine after the season, and then you're going to be late for your union debut. They thought it would hinder him, so they've released him early. And Mate, he's done everything he can for that club. Yeah. So. Mate, it's it's so it's a shame because he wanted to he wanted the send off, the proper send off, and it's just been the complete opposite. It's like, yeah, bye. And it, it's no one's fault. It's COVID's fault, but it's no person's fault. And you're right. There's no begrudging against either party in the Warriors or two of Arsashek. It's just a shame that's how he's had to go, being one of the best players in the game. Uh, I think if he was playing fullback and he just upped and left. You'd be, yeah, I don't like it, but they, they've, 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 they set up for this. Yeah. Reese Walsh has been playing fullback, and he's in, like, he's injured as well. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's a shame. That's all. I just, he just, just he's not getting the, the send off he deserves. No, definitely. Yeah, not. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know what, Dan? In the grand final, he'll be in the crowd, maybe with a, you know, he'll get a little bit of it. You know, as retiring players all get a little bit of a send off. He'll be, with, he'll be another one. Well, mate, they reckon that the Trans Tasman bubble is going to be close to two months, so I don't think he'll be there. I think he'll be on TV. Yeah, right. so that's oh, well, I'll, just have to, I'll put a still photo up of him. Yeah, probably, probably. But look, good luck to him. I hope he kills it. I hope he makes the Auckland. Um, I hope he makes the Auckland Blues side, which he will. And then I hope he makes uh, the All Blacks team. So as if he won't. As if he won't. I hope so. He's but uh, yeah, but guilty. Three, two, ones for that game. Three, two, ones. We've got Cookie three, Kilimatangi two, and Jaden Sewer one. Pretty easy. Man, Kilimatangi every week he's been getting points. He's climbing up that ladder. Yeah. That's he's coming to catch it. He's, he's coming to catch Adam, do we? <laughs> we haven't got to do it yet. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> 
Boys, game five, the sixth place Manly Sea Eagles defeat the 12th placed West Tigers 44 to 24. Mate, good game, this one. It doesn't reflect the score. I, think, I don't think the score reflects uh, how close it really was. Tigers were in it up until the yeah. probably last 20, 15, 20. Yeah. Like, like Manly put a couple of tries on in, in, in a row. Like, they looked better. Like, overall, they, are, they were the better team because they won. But they just had that little bit of class more than the Tigers. But the Tigers still played well, I felt. Yeah. But, guilty. The main thing in this match that you pointed out to Clarkie and I, um, a moment in this match where with Josh Alloway and Alex Safar. Yep. It didn't get the media Mate, attention it deserved, but talk us through nah, it. No, it got, it got none and it's bullshit. So with the Tigers still in the game, um, Alloway does a cannonball tackle on Safar and uh, the play carried on. Dane Laurie almost scored. He, he, got, he didn't. But then it came back and and um, Safar's off for the rest of the game because he's been tackled in the knee. Hmm. Now, I saw that. And just because it's not – like I know uh, the NRL have done the big – they want to, you know, keep um, everyone's head head uh, on their shoulders with all the rules they've put in. But you, you can't purposely hit someone at that point in the leg and then only get a penalty when that, that player – you know, Safar's out for the rest of the year, I'd say. Mate, it looked like he did his head. The dog act. He yeah, should have got. He should have got sent. Not ten. He should have got sent mm. because they got to cut that out of the game. It's one of the worst things you can do. It's a dog act. Yep. And um, it might have changed the. It might have changed the game. And mate, you have to take in. I. I don't think I. I was going to bring it up last night. You can't. You have to take into consideration Josh Alloyer. He left that club on pretty, a pretty sour. Like he was. He would have been going out there with the. The intention of hurting someone last night, or the other night, like I know they're not going to take it into consideration, but I take it into consideration. Mm. He got he got weeks. I know he's got weeks. I think he got yeah. two weeks. But, but Safar's out for the rest of the year, and he should have been sent off. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like and and that happened at a point where the Tigers could still win. Do you know what I mean? So you, you know, to, Ricky Stewart had a press conference uh, this week. I watched the press conferences. And he said, you need a little bit of luck. In anything, you need a little bit of luck. And the Tigers don't get any of that little bit of luck. Do you know what I mean? Sounds like the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, you do need a little bit of luck. Look, I'm with you, Clarky. They would never have taken that into consideration uh, because they can't. But um, the the main thing here is that I'm with you, Guilty. It it is a dog act. It it was a send-off. Tigers got nothing out of it. Uh, Safarth, I'd... I don't know what his injuries are, but it looks like at least he's MCL because he hit him from the side. Uh, Safarth was very pissed off. He was smashing the ground. He knew he'd done something he straight was away. Point, he was he was pointing and at, show and trying to show, trying to you know, yeah, like I've been trying I've been, to show what had happened. No one even, no one was interested. The referees shit out anyway. Mate, the main point you brought up is that you know this whole uh, head injury edict. That's fine. They brought it in. They've done what they can about it. They're doing a good job with it, I think. Um, even though Clarky disagrees with the whole crackdown being pointless. Um, they brought a rule in for 18th man. Any illegal play that injures a player, um, you, you, you're allowed to bring in your 18th man as long as there's a sin bin or a send-off. Mate, he, got, he only got put on report for taking out his knee. 
and it was a send-off and that injured Saifarth, as all, as you've said, and that should have brought in the 18th man. But yeah, they went I, soft I don't on know. it. I don't know who the Tigers 18th man. I don't know what, if it would have made a difference anyway. But, but they, it's they unfair. It's unfair. They were entitled to that 18th man after, after a dog act and he should have been sent off. Yep. No question. Yep. But on the game itself, um, Luke Brooks had one of his best games uh, of the year. Guilty, you've pointed out. I agree with yeah, you. He did, he did. He really did. Yeah. Dewey had another blinder for for for, for Manly. Uh, it was Cherry Evans, Turbo, uh, Morgan Harper had a gun game. The forwards, Olakowatu, is another beauty. Keeps nice. performing. He hits like a tank. And even um, even uh, who's the fellow on the left? The left edge. What's his name? Schuster. Mm. Mate, every time he gets the ball, he's dangerous. He, he, he had a few little silly errors, but he's still awesome. But I was looking at him the other night. Like, how is how was he ever a five eight coming through the ranks? If he he's so big, yeah, yeah, he's going to get bigger as well. He's gigantic. Uh, Jacob yeah. Little had a good game as well. He did for he the Tigers, which yeah. and he had in Dane Laurie. Dane Laurie plays pretty well. It's the their spine play Tigers Clark. spine play well. So, Clark Mate, they got a little bit. They got a little bit unlucky as well. Like, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Luke Garner went off early with a with a knee. Hmm. Sorry, an ankle. I think he got rolled on by Olakwadu. But it yeah. was accident a total total accident in a tackle. But he, he he's been playing good for them. And you know, he, if he's still out there, you know, that's another, you know, just you just need a little bit of luck, the Tigers. Like I just want to correct you for a sec. It's Jacob Liddell, not not Little. <laughs> Chuck Chuck's son. <laughs> But yeah, boys. Look, that, that's there's not much to it. Um, look, Manly have that class. Um, you know, they're they're sixth right now, and they're on twenty four points, which is six points ahead of seventh and eighth, who are on eighteen points. So, mate, they've solidified their spot in the finals. Just depends on where they land. Um, you know, the Tigers, they're still in it to you know for the run home. I don't think they're destined for finals for the tenth season in a row or eleventh season in a row. Uh, which is a shame. So we'll just see what happens. But guilty, three, two, ones for that game. Like we said, Morgan Harper had an absolute blinder. He got a hat trick. Um, and he plays on that tough side. So he's an excellent defensive centre. Can't understand why. Well, I've brought it up before. Can't understand why the Bulldogs let him go. Mm. And um, he won't. I'm pretty sure he's not on a lot of money, but he will be eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Turbo, best player in the world right now. Had another blinder, unstoppable. And um, as much as our fans don't like to hear this, Adam Dewey had another fucking awesome game for the Tigers. He's 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 their best player, he's and not only player. that, he gets well. He is, and he gets in the face. He doesn't. He's not afraid of anyone. He got in the face of uh, Marty Tapao. I don't know what happened, but he didn't. He doesn't take a backward step. I really like him. Man, I think I think people think we know him or he's mates with us or something. We don't know him. <laughs> don't know him from a bar of soap. I think he's awesome though. <laughs> Yeah, look, yeah, 100%. Um, Watch the games. He caught Daly Cherry Evans on an intercept try. Watch the games. <laughs> do that. Everyone do that. Listen to Gilly hey. and watch. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Boys, we'll move on to game six. The second place Penrith Panthers defeat the 15th place Brisbane Broncos 18-12. to 12. Again, closer than expected. We, we had the forewarning from their first game at Suncorp earlier in the year, which was, I think, 20-12. to 12. Um. 
Uh, a clear it, look, Cleary wasn't there. That doesn't help, but it was a similar result. Penrith just beating the Broncos. Broncos put in again. Katoni Stags coming back is big. He's a big difference for them. Gets him a leg up. Payne Haas is fucking killing it. He's one of the best props at the moment as well. He's up there. Um, Brayton Astar on um, Fox Sports passionately questioned the credentials of Penrith without Nathan Cleary. Um, I can't agree, I can't agree enough. Um, I think Appy Corusau being out contributes to their downfall or their like. What's their the, what's the, the looker's name? Appy Corusau or Mitch Kenny? No, the other one. Mitch, Mitch Kenny, Kenny had a, as a dog a good game, but he's normally oh. pretty good. Yeah, no, he was he was awful in that game. <clears> but look, on on Appy Corusau, for those that don't know. He's been suspended for two games and fined $35,000 for his Jai Arrow-esque. Uh, naughty, naughty. Yes, yeah, naughty, naughty, all right. He, um, he snuck out of camp. or Yeah, I think he snuck out of camp to go and um, meet up with a human being, being a woman that's not his wife. Uh, and he did oh, it twice. Know. Allegedly, Allegedly, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. And uh, he attempted to go for a third time and then Jai Arrow got sniped. And then he said to this woman, Allegedly, um, let's stop doing this. And then she allegedly hit up Coruscant's missus and said, hey, this is what's happening. And now he's been caught. And now he's not in the Panthers team for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, seriously, he's an idiot and she's a C-U-N-T. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he didn't... What's that, bud? Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, the one... I can't the... spell. Yeah, that's right. We can't spell either. But, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, um, that's, that's what's happened. So, um... Wait, on the... Anyway, on the, on the actual game... <laughs> Mate, uh, you can see why, um... Their credentials are being challenged, Panthers. I saw on the Panthers, on one of the Panthers forums, it was someone was taking, was he said, I'm sick of everyone saying that Tyro May is the worst halfback in the competition. He's the worst player in the competition. <laughs> May, That's like, so good. they, they've persisted with him for too long. I don't, Obviously, it hurts having Nathan Cleary out, but when you're bringing him in, that's the issue. They're going to have to move Burton to, into the halves and just bring back Paul Momorowski. Or you've got Brent Naden on the bench. Like, yeah, and he's not only that. Um, what's his name? Who did I say the 18th man was? Oh, we 18th man right? was Jamin, Sam- Jamin Salmon. Mate, Jamin Salmon's not a bad player, and he's a 5'8 as well. Yeah. Obviously, Matt hey, Burton's better. Did, but yeah, no, of course, but. He seems to want to keep Burton at left centre. Yeah. But I'm just saying there are other options other than Tyro May. It just seems Tyro May is the golden boy at Penrith for some reason. Unless he's just looking at the long game and he's like, if we leave Matt Burton in the centres, by the time Nathan comes back, he will have played his whole, like, the whole season in the centres and then when it comes time, which makes a lot of sense. But True, but Burton's special. Wow. And I don't think it would make a difference if he was in the centres one week and then yeah, five yeah, eight. Yeah, 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 100%. Boys, a big um, a big uh, moment in this match as well. Tom Flegler's high shot on Isaiah Yao in the 10th minute of the game. 
Uh, they were going for a try, the Panthers. Uh, Yao gets it. Flegler comes in, um, swinging arm, flush with the head, knocks out Yao. Uh, and Flegler gets sin-binned for it. Now, that allowed the Panthers to activate their 18th man because um, Isaiah Yao failed his HIA. Um, are we happy with the sin bin or did you think it was a send-off? Guilty. Mate, I, I, think, I think it was a send-off. It was flush. If, if it had happened a couple of weeks ago, no, look, if his name's Herman SASA, he's out. He's out. He, honestly, yeah, it, it was a send-off. He, he knew it. He, he knew it. As soon as he did it, he knew it. Oh, I'm in trouble. Clarky? I, th- I think as IO dropped slightly, yeah. I'm happy with the 10 in the bin, but if he got sent off, I would have been happy with the send-off. It was one of those. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm on board yeah. exactly with that. Because, yeah, if they send him off, I wouldn't have gone, oh, well, that, that's bullshit. I would have been like, oh, okay, that's fair. But they send him, I was like, oh, that's fair. It's just one of those ones, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't like Herman SS where he's jumped up and fucking taken his head off. That's what I – that's the difference there, Guilty, but uh, – Mate, it wasn't like Jordan – it wasn't like one of those ones where Tedesco's falling either, though. Yeah, and Pereira – yeah, and that's right. No, you're right. Okay. You're so right. It was, there was a swinging arm, man. End of story. Anyway, yeah. anyway, 3-2-1s for that game, Guilty. Uh, Kikia had a blind. He got three. Payne Haas, he's a machine, deserves a million a year. He got two. <laughs> and uh, Kobe Hetherington had a blinder. And and every year, a team like the Broncos is going to keep introducing young players. And he's, he's a keeper, Hetherington. When um, Alex Glenn goes, I can see him um, being a continuous starter. Well, I just re-signed him, so hopefully they persist with Kobe Hetherington. Boys, game seven, the 10th place Gold Coast Titans defeat the 8th place St. George Illawarra Dragons 32 to 10. Upsetting for the Dragons fans, despite the fact they are somehow eighth. I don't know how. But, mate, the Titans, um, the Titans, they dominated this game. The Dragons looked a bit lost, in my opinion. Fafita had a great game, despite the fact he ran over the smallest bloke on the field in Cody Ramsey. Um he scored a try on All him and set up a try. Oh, yeah. But like they were like, oh, my God, David Fafita's back. It's like oh, you're running at a guy that weighs the same as Clark and I, like like the same height, same build, everything. Just... Yeah, but, mate, you can't you can't blame David Fafita. No, 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 that's right. And that's like, his fault. Who's to say he's not going to run over who's ever in front of him? That's true. But, look, Gildy, you pointed out something um, interesting. They, they switched him from the left to the right side. I reckon yep. they've done that. I don't know if they've done that um, to – catch the dragons off guard or not but it worked you know and you're going to use it to your advantage to win the game aren't you I think it did but I think that the bloke they replaced him with is a gun player too right? that Bo Firma yeah he's a very good yeah. player he is he is bloody um, AJ Brimson I, 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 I love him as a fullback he had a solid game Brent, uh, 245 metres yeah, there you go there super you go. busy there you go mate they're, they're the Titans like I, I picked them in my, I picked them as my team that's going to come eighth. Uh, they, they can do it. They're coming. Mate, they've got money. They've got money as well well, mate, because they just put. They were trying to get um, Dale Finucane. Yeah. So they, they've got money for someone else. Well, mate, they, they well, look. They got Tino and Fafita this year. You know, your unearthed Fodawaka, AJ Brimson, uh, Jamal, Jamal Fogarty. Uh, you know, get rid of Ash Taylor. You know, they got Toby Sexton. I thought he had a, I thought he had a, a, a good debut. He made a couple of mistakes, but mate, he was good. 
He was good. He made a couple of fucking shonkies, but I'll tell you now. <laughs> Are you laughing? Okay. Right, you know why I'm laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, look, I thought there's some mistakes there that were fucked. But anyway, he did play well. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, there's not much good more game, to say. Good game for a first game. He's a kid. Good yeah, game for right. his first game. And they won. So yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's right. Um, to the Dragons fans, look, spoke to our our uh, correspondent ET. He um, he's he's just bowing his head in shame. I don't think he's um, confident they're going to make the eight. I'm pro- I'm on board with him. Um, just like I'm. Where's not Lomax? Uh, he is still quarantining because he decided not to sign that agreement and. Oh mate, just to steal it. Yeah, well, he's the, he's he's one of the. He might be the point of the puzzle when he comes back mm. that, that that makes everyone else a little better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's so good at he's, he's a bit like a Tony Staggs. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not much more to say about this boys. Um so we'll just move it on to the three two ones. So for Fida three, Brimson two and um Tino's super busy. Su- super busy. So yeah. he got one. He was good. He was good. He had one of his better games. This one. Boys, the final game of the round, the seventh-placed Cronulla Sharks defeat the 16th-placed Canterbury Bulldogs 44-24. to 24. Mate, the Sharks played with a lot of energy this match. They were in a mood to score, uh, and it uh, brought the Bulldogs to their fifth loss in a row for the season. Um, Guilty just said... Take over? <laughs> yeah, actually, go. <laughs> Not sure whether Jake Abarillo is a halfback. Um, I'm not sure if Jeremy Marshall King's the answer at hooker. Mm. Wow, what about the penalties? And <laughs> geez, Luke Thompson had a good game. You know what? You, then moving on I, to the three two ones. No, no, you know no. What? no. I, I, you know what? Hey, Bucky, I agree with, with <laughs> everything except for the penalties. Jeremy Marshall King's come off. Um, a couple of weeks off. I still think he's a good hooker. <laughs> Look, the penalty, I'm not saying shit about the penalty now. Just what we Shut up. <laughs> you, were, you were very close. You know, I've got to give it to you. You were very close, yeah. but... Thompson, Thompson did have a blinder. He did, he and Avarillo was no good. And Avarillo was, <laughs> and Avarillo was horrible. Yeah, he, Luke was, Tom, he was horrible. Luke, he was. Luke Thompson had a blinder, except he, <laughs> except he cost the dogs the game. <laughs> oh, look. Yeah. Like, the, the, the he was hit. the best player. He was the best player for the Bulldogs. Yeah, except he, he, he every week clearly, he without a doubt, lost in the game, which is mate. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I agree. We're, we're all happy Look, with the he, he, he was, with that. He was arguably the best player on the field, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, it was a sin bin. I didn't argue when it happened. I was like, look, it's a bit harsh. I did say it to you, Clarky, but you know, it's the same thing. You get a bit of retrospect, and then you go, look, that was one hundred percent sin bin. Um, it was a sin bin. And then look. In that sin bin, um, it's a big fuck up because uh, the Sharks scored three tries and had a penalty kick to boot um, during yeah. the 10 minutes he was off. And the Dogs only had a set, one set, and then <clears> second <throat> set they had, they made an error. So, and, he, and he's got a week. And he's got two yeah, weeks. So he's, he's got, got two weeks, weeks two weeks early guilty plea. And uh, you got two uh, weeks for that? Yeah. Mate, 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 was it's like loading as steps. well, I think. There was four steps. He, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. There wasn't much contact. Well, look, us lo- uh, the Bulldogs losing him is no good. Uh, he's our best player. And um, look, 
next year he's, he's only going to be better because we're going to have a, a more formidable side that can use him, utilize him a bit better. Avarillo was our problem because we were making meters in that second half. We're scoring tries and he would, you know, shit kick. They, they get a seven tackle set and then they score off the back of that. That's what happened. And it sucked. And, you know, it is what it is. The game played out in Cronulla's favor. Um, and they they won and they took it to, they took it to him. A big thing for Cronulla boys, Gildy, you mentioned it earlier. Dale Finucan, um, four years he signed um, from 2022. Uh, they won his signature out of like you know I think eight clubs were looking at signing him. Um, he signs alongside Nico Hines and Cameron McInnes, so they've got some big signings for next year. All spine positions, I believe the lock is a spine position now. Um, Where's Finucan play? He's a lock. Ah, uh, mate, he's not playing law. Well, he can't play because McGuinness McGuinness has been signed as a lock, and they've mm-hmm. got Braley as hooker. Is that right? I thought McGuinness is going to be a hooker, like a secondary one. Mate, what? What? Why sign him? Well, for the big yeah. money that they signed him for, uh, well, they signed him as a lock man. Like, I, I, I love Cam McGuinness. I don't know whether they would sign him if they had their time over now. Oh well, he got think, injured I after think... they signed him. You know. I think we forget there's a there's a recency thing. We forget how good he is. He is good. Yeah, but he's he, he, is, he is good. But I don't. I I do like. I love a mobile ball playing back rower. But the bloke, the bloke's a hooker. Yeah. Look, mate. He's he's a big. He's a yeah. Oh, he's a big unit. He's got. Mm. Yeah, he can play. He tackles anything front on. Doesn't 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 miss yeah. anything. His hey, face. Good, he's got the face good, to prove it. Good issue to have. Good issue to have. Uh, and look, Dale Finucan, uh, we spoke about it last night, boys. Uh, the Sharks were the only ones to offer him four years. That's what he wanted. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll bring – okay, four years. Uh, is it worth having him? Is it worth the four years? You know what I mean? Like, there's a give and take here. Like, every other club, no, he's 30. He's going to be 34 at the end. There's a good chance he's not even going to make it to the fourth year. That's right. And that's, it's that's a risk. A, that's a risk that the in the forums as well, the Cronulla forums, they're scared yeah. of. But look, yeah. six twenty-five a year. Like, look, why not? Like, you're still paying the same. I think. I think that's unders. They're still paying six, the same money. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's unders. Six twenty-five think, a year. Six twenty-five a year is unders for Dalfin. I think for the first two years it's unders, and the next two years it's overs. That's so yeah, it all evens out. Yeah. Unless they load it so it's more in the first two and then less in the second two, which would be good for the Sharks. Yeah. But yeah, look, top signing. They've signed well. Um, the board, like just like the Bulldogs have, I think they're going to have um, a better year next year. Uh, both clubs will. But um, hey, he would have been. A great, I know the shark. The sharks need players too. Every every team needs to sign players. I feel sorry for the Tigers. He, he's the kind of player they needed. Mm-hmm. But and and you know what? They're the kind of team that's also got off for four years. That's the fact. Hmm. Yeah. Look, boys. Um, the just to end. Um, and this one, the Bulldogs are destined for the wooden spoon, in my opinion. I'll make the I'll make that um, prediction now. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, yeah. I, I, only because they're just they're just they're not getting blasted by teams, and no. there's there's one or two teams that are worse than them, I think. But they're well, just Thompson, they're too far well, back. Well, Luke Thompson's <laughs> out for two weeks, so that doesn't help. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, we'll move it on, boys. The three two ones for the final game of the round. Okay, Talakai had a monster. He got um, three points. As we already discussed, Luke Thompson had a really good game. He got two points. And um, we, we, we debated the one point 
um, not debated, but we weren't sure. And in the end, we went with Sione Katoa, yeah, the winger. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, rapid fire tips for the week ahead in round 20, starting with Clarky as usual. Thursday, 8 p.m. game, the Roosters versus the Eels at Mackay. Para, mate. I think I'll do the chooks. Yeah, para. Easy. Parramatta as well for me. Friday, 6 p.m. game, the Tigers versus Warriors at Suncorp Stadium. Mate, I don't think the Tigers will do the Warriors. I don't think I, mate, yeah, the Warriors have shown they've fucked off in the season, so Tigers. Yeah. yeah, the Tigers got that show coming out. They've got to pick it up. And they played good last week, and the, the Warriors were putrid. So, yeah, Tigers. Yes, Tigers for sure. Particularly now that RTS is gone, which is a shame. My heart's broken. Friday, 8 p.m. game. The Broncos versus Cowboys at Suncorp in a doubleheader. Big game. Sorry, sorry, who'd you say? Sorry. The Broncos versus the Cowboys. Oh, that's a rubbish game. I don't mad. really care. Bit of mad game. Now that <laughs> no, really? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it... uh, we can only hope for golden point. Um, Cowboys. Guilty? Mate, I've got to make some ground up here. So uh, it, this is it, this toss of the coin. I'm going to have to go Brisbane just because I've got to get some points against you. I think I'm going to go lean towards the Cowboys. That's what I'm going to do. But tentatively. Uh, the first game on Saturday at 3 p.m., Dragons versus Rabbitohs at Rockhampton. Rabbits, easy. Perfect class. Twenty-one plus. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going Rabbitohs too. Uh, Saturday, five thirty p.m. The Knights versus Raiders at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, my two top four teams. Um, this will be a close <laughs> one. The Raiders. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Raiders. The not the Knights. Something's not going right there. Yeah, it's the Raiders. They're, they're Is Mitchell Pierce back? I don't know. Don't know. Not yet. Uh, uh, the 7.30 p.m. game on Saturday in uh, a doubleheader as well at Suncorp Stadium. The Storm versus the Panthers in a blockbuster. Yeah, you've got to go to the Storm. No Cleary. They're a different team without him. Yeah, they're talking about him playing. So, look, yeah. I'll go to the Storm. Uh, I think even if he does play, um, I'm running all my big forwards at him. So Yeah, I'm going to Storm. I think Cleary is coming back this week. Uh, he'll be a little bit underdone potentially, but, mate, that's a massive game. Um, I'm hoping the Panthers win just to break their um, win streak. That's all. The Storm's win streak. Uh, Sunday, 2 p.m., the Bulldogs versus Titans at Seabus Super Stadium. Titans. Yeah, I picked the Bulldogs last week. I can't do it again, Titans. Yeah, I'm with you. Titans as well. And the 4 p.m. game on Sunday, the final game, Sharks versus Manly at Redcliffe. Oh, Manly, for sure. Yeah, you got to go Manly. And I'm going Manly as well. For those that are wondering why Clarkie sounds uh, uh, a bit different, he is on the move. He's on the move. So he's uh, committed to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But he is. He's on his way. He's on his way to Rusty Penny. Get more beers. <laughs> That's it. 
All right, boys, let's move on to the Sideline Stories Bunker Review presented by Rusty Penny Brewing Company. So check out our sponsor by clicking the link in our biography on Instagram, Facebook, or the timestamp description in our episodes and give those boys a follow. As usual, we start our Bunker Review with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. So our topics were, who did Lachlan Lewis resemble more when he tackled Cody Walker at halftime of the Bulldogs Rabbitohs game last week, seventy-seven percent said Ronda Rousey. So Clarky, look at you with the uh, with the uh, analogies there. No one made that comparison. Only you did. So you're the originator of the Ronda Rousey comparison. Because these people don't know MMA, there. It's true. That's true. We even had an example in our little IG reel there. Very, very funny. Very, whoever made that's very, very, very funny. So, <laughs> Conor McGregor got 23%. Mate, they don't know what they're talking about. Clarky, obviously, they don't you know do. what they're talking about. Yes, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't understand the question. <laughs> Fishing rods away. Fishing rods away. Yeah, it's true. Um, the next topic, boys, who would you rather sign? It's two parter. Reese Walsh or Dane Laurie? 70% picked Reese Walsh over Dane Laurie. Hey, idiots. <laughs> Idiot, not dumb. It's just a Mate, seriously, did you watch the game? Like, Walsh had a... Ah, oh, he's horrible. Dane Laurie had a blinder, another blinder. Who did you pick? Obviously, you picked uh, Dane Laurie. Who did you pick, Clarky? I think I picked Reese Walsh. But, mate, it's oh, like a 50-50. Because of his sexy eyes, mate. I know, mate, I know what you're eyes. like. 100% those eyes. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, Cameron Murray's going to be cut. But, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Clarky, you mustn't have understood the question. But, anyway, look, the next one. Did you pick? Did you pick Dan? I picked Dan Laurie. There you go, hey? So I understood yeah. it. You're right, Clarky, you didn't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second part uh, of that same question Xavier Savage or Tyrell Sloan, 66% picked Xavier Savage. I went Tyrell Sloan. I went Sloan. I went Savage. But that's a hard one. That's tough. Yeah. Next topic were Kurt Capewell and Mo Fodawaka, Queensland's MVPs. Only 57% said yes. So Clarkie brought up a good point. He goes... You should have broken it up into two questions, but I didn't. So it was only one, and they were. So, so were, were they both the MVPs? Yeah, were they both like their best? Were they the, were Queen, were they Queensland's two best players? And most people said no, right? No, no, no. Fifty-seven percent agreed and said yes. Oh, God. <laughs> who did you who do you think was better? Capewell was not their best player. Capewell got run yeah. over. That's what that, I, that's I said. That's I said yes, Gilby, because I said the issue because I because I'm Mo Fodawaka was. So the question, the question was poorly poorly worded there. Oi, who writes these bloody questions? Yeah, whatever. I reckon a smart person, very smart yeah, human being, wrote that question. But anyway, next topic: Should Paul Vaughan's suspension have already started, or should it begin when he signs with another club? Sixty-one percent believe he should already be ticking down those weeks. Yeah, mate, look, it's unfair. He's getting double, he's getting penalised twice. Yeah. 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 
I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, boys. The next topic, and it was the second time it was asked, are the Storm a shoe-in for a grand final spot this season? 80% now said yes. So a bit more than last time. Yeah. Too bad. The next topic, boys, should the Rugby League World Cup go ahead in 2021 or should it be postponed until 2022? Only 42% believe it should run this year. So that... They don't understand the question. They're idiots and they don't understand the implications to the rest of the world. I'm with the former part of that, of your statement there, Gildy. I believe they are stealpits because seriously. (laughs) Anyway, the next part of that um, same... um, Topic, would you watch the World Cup without the kangaroos and kiwis? Only 44% said yes, they would. Now, that's a bit different to the first question. I yeah. would definitely watch. I'm watching it without them because fuck them. That's my. That's me. And I've always not gone for the kangaroos anyway, so I don't care. In but fact, mate, it's not about even that. It's watching rugby league. I just yeah. want to watch rugby league. Yeah. It's not about them. They're not bigger than the game. The NRL is not bigger than the game, so they can go fuck themselves. But anyway, it should be more than 44. It should be 104. <laughs> That's what it should be. Anyway. Next topic, boys. Do you believe... 104,000. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Do you believe the player talent pool is large enough to sustain another club? 63% said yes, which is cool. That's wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> It's wrong, mate. There's not enough right now, but they're going to get better. They'll fill the hole. Anyway. It's not wrong. It's an opinion. Yeah. (laughs) The wrong opinion. Yeah, all right. Next topic. Where would you expand for an 18th club? Perth or Wellington? 56% lean towards Perth. 44% for Wellington, New Zealand. Fair. Yeah. Uh, next topic, should expansion clubs start in New South Wales and or Queensland Cup before being granted an NRL licence? 68% agreed and said yes, which is pretty cool. So you got to make a Perth side start in the Queensland Cup. Yeah, just like the Hunters or the Cavite Silktails in <sighs> their respective ones. So, they, they, yeah, if you don't get an outright licence, then go into reserve grade until you can get the licence is the question. The final topic, boys, I love this one. Should the sideline story panel have a kickoff, i.e. like a game of horse, in conversions? 88% said yes. So they want to see myself up against Clarkie, up against Gildy, kicking from a tee, five shots each from five different positions. I like We're kicking idea. off a tee now? Yeah, not a, not dropouts, it's a tee. Oh, well, Clarkie's got the advantage, just footage. You got to put that footage up there? I am. 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 Even though I, I, it's on look, YouTube. It is on YouTube. And you know what? You know what I don't like about it? It's a rugby ball. And he's like, it's easier. It's, it's the same thing. Clarkie, it is not the same thing. A rugby ball is thicker. It goes further. It's like kicking a soccer ball. Same process. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Clarkie, Clarkie, you yeah. look good doing it, mate. You look good doing it. It was, Thanks, it was, it was to win a game, mate. I was to win a game. And you know what? They didn't even because... believe in you. You can hear in the background, oh. mate, it's 40 out. He can't get this. Wait, not just that. Wait. Oh, no, it's Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was the – talk us through it, Clarky. What was the circumstances of that game? Uh, mate, Hawkesbury Valley, Hawkesbury Valley Rugby Club versus Hawkesbury Ag College, local rivalry down at 
at College Oval. Yeah, I think 2000, 2010, we're down by one or two points and yeah, took the penalty goal 40 metres out, about 10 in from the post. And mm-hmm. yeah, slotted straight down the middle and held them out for the next minute to win the game. Hey, Clarky, Clutch. Ryan Clutch Clarky, they call him. Yes. Shit. Yes. All right, boys, let's move on to this week's bunker review. Our topics for today. Topic number one. Are sports stars overpaid? That's the question. In general? In general, yeah. No. No. Why? It depends where. It depends where. Like, are we saying Australia? Are we saying America? Uh, any either like why did you so, say well, no? some of those american like... some of those american blokes like i think i mentioned it last week there's a guy a baseballer who's 22 years old who just got paid 380 million dollars that's a lot of money i think whereas an nrl player whose shelf life is probably about 32 they you know 10 years in the game if, they, if someone's going to ask them to get a million a year mm. mate i don't think that's overpaid for what they put their bodies through so Clarky, you also emphatically said no, like very quick. So, what's no, your reason? I just like, mate, if, if if someone's if the if they're generating enough revenue, like the figures that come out of soccer and American sport is like beyond belief mm. the amount of money they're getting paid. But they're obviously the clubs and the and the codes are making enough money to pay the players that. And yep. then they're still making profits on top of that. No, it's just what it's the amount of money that they generate. Yeah, I'm with that. The business, the business um, is paying back what they've what they deserve, is what you're saying, basically. Yeah. The, the pie is big reason, enough. Like the only reason, yeah, like Tom Brady, he's on what, $300 million. Yep. And he's on that, and Nathan Cleary's on a million because obviously the NFL generate more revenue than the NRL. It's plain and simple. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there is a there is a bit of a um, a stigma with sports stars being overpaid. It is a business, and you you get paid whatever you make. Or, you know, you get a, a a percentage of the pie anyway. Um, why um why is this question come up then? Oh, I don't know why it's come up. It's just it's just always like, you know, a muted point with like, well, why, why do sports stars make more than doctors and shit? And it's like, well, it's not really fair to say. It's a business. You can't market you know, a doctor. That's you, right. know who's, you know who says that, though? Who? People who don't watch sport. That's probably yeah. right. Yeah. So you, what you're like, saying is fucking wankers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, <laughs> who aren't, people who aren't obsessed and like us with, with sport and people who don't like takes up a large portion of their free time. I don't well, know what I don't I don't know what those people do. I don't know what people do who don't watch sport. I guess they just read novels and stuff. They listen to Triple J. They listen to Triple J. Nothing wrong with Triple J, but I'm just saying the <laughs> <laughs> the what's it called the um like COVID has has proven how important sport is. And it's not just financially, it's like, you know, mental health and, you know, an outlet X, Y, Z, but the, yeah, they've proven that, you know, it's not just the sports stars making money so much is generated out of sport, like, you know, advertising and, and uh, tourism and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just bloody the sports stars getting the money and that's it. Ha ha. We're running away with all this, all this money. 
It's not fair yeah. that people compare them. So I'm glad we're all on board with that. But we'll move on to topic two. Now, off last week's expansion talk, um, uh, comes a question for this week as well that uh, some of the listeners wanted answered. So, Clarky, start with you. Would you relocate an existing club to expand the game? I'm assuming you're going with me first because we've brought this, we've brought this up before, remember? Yeah. Um, in one of our earlier topics. I, I would not be devastated if the South Sydney Rabbitohs became the Perth Rabbitohs. If it was the Perth Rabbitohs with red and green jerseys, with the same with the same rabbit, same everything, because the idea, my idea behind it is, rugby league is a TV sport, and I watch ninety five percent of rugby league on the TV. I don't go to that many games because I don't find the game day experience so. I don't find it good enough that I need to pay my hard-earned and waste my time travelling in traffic, sitting bumper-to-bumper Sydney traffic to go and watch South play. I'd prefer to watch it on TV. So if South Sydney Rabbitohs became the Perth Rabbitohs, they're going to play three, four, five, six games in Sydney anyway, playing against the other Sydney team. So if I want to go and see South play in Sydney, I can go and watch the Perth Rabbitohs versus Parramatta of Benquets, if I want to. And it's what's better for the game. Yeah, right. So that's a, that's a very unique way of looking at it and a very um, um, unselfish way of looking at expanding the game too because like, yeah. not, everyone would, or not everyone would be on board with that. No way. <laughs> Ask George Piggins. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing, like, obviously, obviously I would be a vast minority who has this opinion like the supporters the supporters from the borough who go to every single game and that's every single game and I'm not saying every single home game they go to every single game they would be calling me an absolute fuckwit yeah they probably would but the thing is the borough would be the minority of South Sydney supporters not not all supporters and it, I reckon I reckon 50% of fans would go to 50% of games or something similar to that yeah Guilty so, what do you what do you think if it was um, off off the back of Ryan Ryan's um, uh, answer if it was called the Perth eels what would you what would you say about that <laughs> nah no thanks um I don't even want staff to go to. I don't want them to relocate any team. We don't need to. So uh, I don't like the idea of it. I don't want it to happen. Um, I'm surprised by Ryan's answer because he's a traditionalist. Do you know what I mean? And and, and yeah. I don't. I know he's being unselfish, but uh, mate, he'd be in the point zero 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 one percent of South fans that say that's okay. Well, he's taking the expansionist view, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Look, and I, I'm not criticising Ryan. That's a good. It's interesting, but uh, I don't. I don't want it for my team. I don't want it for South either. I want them to stay there and just they can bring in a new club. The only way I would justify relocating a team 
would be if they were on financially on their knees and it's happened before. Uh, it's the same principle with merge with merging clubs, you know, but merging is a bit of a different merging. Is a I don't like that either. Yeah, no, that's a bit of a different one. I don't think the relationship or the marriage is ever going to be um, above board. There's always going to be infighting when you merge. Um, I, I'm with you, Guilty. I don't like it. I'd, I wouldn't like it if the dogs did it. I would also I would appreciate that they kept the dogs in the team. That would be that would be um, awesome because I would hate if the Bulldogs were lost to rugby league. Um, you know, AFL did it. You know, yeah, uh, the Swans. They had free, uh, not just the Swans, but Fremantle um, became the Brisbane Lions. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, not Fremantle. Not Fremantle. It, it was a, a, it was a north it was a North Melbourne team. Flemington, no. I can't remember who it was, but oh. you're right, not Fremantle, Perth. But it was a it was a North Melbourne team, and they had the same colours as the Brisbane Lions, and they became the Brisbane Lions. So yeah, same as um uh, whatever they were for the Swans, they were from South Melbourne. Swans, South Melbourne Swans. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but, you know, the, I, I don't want them to do it. So yeah. Look, yeah, I'm I'm more on Guilty's. Um, I'm more with Guilty with Clarky. I'm kind of. I'd appreciate that um, the my club stays in the comp, but yeah. oh, look, I'm not I'm not saying I want them to move. Oh, no, yeah, for, it's yeah. If if we were in if we were in crippling debt and it's it's either South City Rabbitohs are gone or they become the Perth yeah. Rabbitohs. Like, there's not much of a there's not much of a decision to make, is there? Hmm. Fitzroy. It was Fitzroy, sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good. Fair enough. Boys, the final topic uh, I'll bring up. We've spoken about it before, but this is the uh, opposite end of this topic. So during the um, Eels-Raiders game, Andrew Voss screamed and repeatedly like pleaded with like fans um, his views on the rule changes of this year. And he basically said, this game was insane. He loved the Eels Raiders game. He said, Oh, I guess all those people that were the naysayers of the rule changes just look to this game and look to the, the last couple rounds and how it's panned out. He basically said, Teams have adjusted to the six again and are abiding by the head high rule or the edicts that came in, ultimately bringing back the grind and competition or competitiveness to rugby league matches. My question to you guys is, do you agree with Andrew Voss? Do you think that the grind is back? Competitiveness is back? Well, I think the scoreline showed that the competitiveness is back. And it's, and it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with Andrew Voss because he's such a le- – he's not he's, – he's the complete opposite of a Phil Gould. He's so – He's so level-headed. He's, he's very unopinionated in most things. So when he does have an opinion, he obviously has thought a lot about it and yep. doesn't just fly off the handle. Um, mate, the scorelines prove that the competitiveness is back in the competition. The scorelines proven that Dragon, uh, the Raiders' para game shows that the grind is back. And the, there was a couple of games in the previous round where the grind was back. Um, do I think they should go back to the 2020 rules. I still probably think so, but my mind could change. It depends how the rest of the rounds pan out. I'm with you on the, I'm with you on the Phil Gould, Andrew Voss analogy, mate. Andrew Voss is not a polarizing 
figure. He doesn't make these these comments that you know generate clicks and views, and you know he doesn't want to damage the brand, the reputation of the game. He's bloody in love with rugby league, and I think he yeah. he calculates what he says and how he says it and when he says it, and he has evidence to back it up. Whereas you got people like Phil Gould or Paul Kent's another one where they just go, hey, this is my view and uh, this is my view of the week and I'm just going to generate, you know, conversation. And if they're told to do that, maybe they are. I don't think Phil Good's ever told to do anything. I think he just says whatever he thinks and believes it's gospel because he's a narcissist. But, you know, but Guilty, what do you think? Nah, I disagree with both. Yeah, I think that Voss is, look, I mean, he's going off one week, really. I mean, look, last week, maybe... It was one or two games. This week, South beat the Warriors by they got sixty points. So that was the one blowout, but yeah, but mate, and I think there were through anomalies. Like I don't think the Storm are going to regularly just beat the Cowboys, and I don't think that um, oh, there was another team that you know. Look, Canberra and the Para game—they're they're two grinding teams anyway. They don't blow anyone out of the water. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And on top on top of that, I disagree with his about Voss as well. I think he doesn't know anything about the game. I think he's a rubbish boy. <laughs> what? I really what? do. I, I way prefer um, not maybe not Gus Gould, but I way prefer um, Rabbits. Rabbits shits all over Voss. No way. Nah, disagree no. with you totally. You think you can no, put no, that no, in your, you can put that in your post? You just said Andrew Voss knows nothing about the game. Mate, he's horrible. He doesn't nah, even know players' nah, names. Nah, you're totally wrong about that. Nah. You're so no, I'm not. No, mate, we're gonna have to go to the poll, mate. We're gonna have to go to the poll. See, see what the fans think. I can't believe you've said that. Nah, I think he's rubbish. But when you say when you're comparing him to Rab, so you compare. We're, we're not. We're, he, Andrew Voss's commentary skills didn't get brought into this. We're, we're talking about when he has an opinion. It's it's based on a lot of force of some thought process where Gus Gould just flies off the handle. Oh yeah, look, if you compare him to Gus Gould, I agree, but I just don't, th- I don't think his opinions are very valid. Like you can compare him to Kent. Kent's got a vast more knowledge than Voss. Oh, <laughs> Some of the things Voss says are, are kindergarten. Mate, Andrew Voss knows, he knows his shit. He knows his shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you know what? In the second week of our podcast, that was a topic. Who is better? Yeah, I know. And you guys both said him and I said, no, not him. I still stand by that. He's better than and me. I stand, I stand by what I said. That's fine. But then what Clarkie said <laughs> is that Andrew Foss doesn't – we're not talking about his commentary. We're talking about if he knows yeah. more than the game, and he he does. I think he's one of the most no, – he, he, he knows more than Ken. I don't think so. <sighs> okay. If he knew more than Ken, he'd have his own show, and he doesn't. That's, and if he does, it's it's like interviewing not, past players and things like that. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Vossie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you interview uh, Siridan, Paul Siridan again for the 60th time. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Obviously jumping on Paul Ken's dick here. <laughs> nah, you guys just love Voss. Yeah, what? Uh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Um, boys, we'll leave it at that. Clarky's, um, uh, Clarky's on the move. Um, I'm pulling up to the I'm pulling up to the brewery as we speak. Oh, oh good. Yes. Can't wait. Um, thanks for coming on again, boys. Um, really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Never a chore, as I say every week. I say that wholeheartedly. It's the truth, even during lockdown. Um, a big thank you to Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Thanks for uh, restocking us up today. 
um, we're G'd up. And uh, thank you to everyone that's tuned in to episode 27 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio once again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, power.